This is the Mark Larson State Farm Insurance Coaches Show. Live at the Goat Sports Bar on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Here's Jerry Schemmel. And happy Tuesday. This is not Jerry Schimmel, the great Jerry Schimmel, not here this evening. And we have the Goat Sports Bar here tonight, ready for the UNC Coaches Show right here on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. I am Blake Olson, in for Jerry, and head coach uh, Steve Smiley is here from the UNC Bears after a, a great Quality yeah. victory, I guess you would say, oh, Coach, yeah. over Idaho State. Impressive, 87-72 to close out the regular season on senior night. Last night, we're going to talk about the huge week, of course, in a few minutes. Uh, sure. But first, let's uh, let's kind of cover the Idaho State victory and how your team played last night. That was fun. Well, Blake, you got good notes. I mean, I can see Thank that you're you. prepared and organized here. You have good, <laughs> hand, you have good handwriting, too. Hey, I have I the worst handwriting. That. Uh, in the world but no it, it uh you know going to that game it was it was a good game you know um played well i think you know when you go back and look at it we started well which which sounds very basic but you know when we dig ourselves a hole it's it's hard for us to get out of it so i thought we started well it was a good first half we got it up to seven or to six um 38 32 late in the first half and they went on a 7-0 run to, to end the half so we're down one at halftime. We have the last shot. We're up one. So it's like, okay, we're going to go go in up one, worst-case scenario. We miss the shot, come down. They don't score. It's a base on a bounce with one second left. They throw it in bounds. Our guy deflects it. The inbounder grabs it and shoots it and hit, hits a shot at the buzzer to go up one. <laughs> so I was a little worried about our guys, even though it's just one shot. You know, we're, Now we're down one at half, and it's crazy because at their place, we lost it overtime. We had the last shot of the first half. Um, we missed a shot with like two seconds to go, and we fouled on the rebound. So what happened was they threw it full court, Christian Leitner, old school. Right. It went through two of our guys' hands. Kid grabbed it, hit a uh, like a, a 15, 18-foot miracle shot. <laughs> Same thing happened, and we went to <laughs> overtime on, on, on a miracle, and we lost, which was, which was a disaster. So I was a little bit nervous just with our mindset sure. um, at halftime. And I, I'll give our guys credit. I thought the second half that came out that played well. Um, we got a, a lead again early in the second half. And then as that game went on, like that last six minutes, going back and watching the game today and last night, um, we probably outscored them by 14, 15 in the last six minutes of the game. So I thought the way that we closed it was really good. And, and I think I wrote down one turnover in the second half. Is that one correct? One in the first. One in the first. Okay. I do remember that because, you know, one of our big keys to winning, and, you know, we put all the stuff on the board and, and try not to overdo it. But on my offensive keys, one of our things, we always talk about, like, eliminate losing. Mm-hmm. You have to find ways to eliminate. It's not about winning. You just have to eliminate losing. And on that offensive end, it was like we just call it TCOB, take care of the ball. And if we can just get shots on goal, we're pretty good offensively. And so we walked in halftime. We only had one turnover. I felt really good about that. Uh, I think we ended with like six or seven, but it, which is still great wow. for us. Yeah, oh, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, what's encouraging, I would think, as a head coach, uh, looks like eight or nine guys you said were productive, and you're getting yep. you're getting a lot of all these guys. Yeah, no, I, I think that you know that's another thing for us. Like you know, you try to boil down how do we win, how do we lose, and it, it's so simplistic. But for us. <laughs> When we have guys, and a lot of it is youth, you know, we're playing these three young, young, young guys, mm-hmm. and we need them all to play good for us to have a legitimate chance to beat the, you know, the good teams in our league. 
And on the nights we've you know, been really good, you know, beat Weber by 30, this, that, whatever, everyone has contributed. On the nights where we're stale or it's just kind of up and down or we lose, one or two guys, they just don't have good games. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, to go back to your point, I thought everybody had a really good game last night. And that's kind of how you beat a team like, you know, Idaho State, which going into the game, they had just beat Eastern Washington, who'd won like 18 games in a row and, and was leading the country with the longest win streak in America. So they were playing well going into that game. Um, what did the senior night and, and senior nights in general, obviously we know what they mean to athletes, whether sure. it's basketball or football, uh, but you have Matt Johnson and Dalen Kuntz and then maybe a couple other guys, who knows, I'm not sure yeah. about their futures. But those two guys, what's you know incredible to me, I remember uh, covering these guys when they are in high school and they're already finished with yeah. their college careers, uh, yep. Johnson and Kuntz. Uh, I think Rangeview, Johnson, yep. and then uh, Kuntz, obviously, Denver East, um, right. uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. You're right. um, there's a whole other story to that I'll tell you sometimes. It's pretty funny when he was a senior in high school. Sure. Um, but uh, I know you talked to him before the game. Tell me about what these guys mean to you and when they, you know, they basically spend their entire careers, one of them their entire career, yeah. with your program. Well, I think even getting to that, you know, just the, the idea of a senior night is a really weird idea right now because of COVID years and transfer portals and things like that. So what we did on senior night is we, first of all, at least recognized Matt Johnson and, and Riley Abercrombie, who have already graduated. So <clears throat> Matt's been here six years. He's, he's working on his master's. Riley's working on, on a uh, second undergrad uh, degree. Long story, but he's international. He can't do online uh, MBAs, things like that. Uh-huh. But we wanted to make sure we recognized our already graduated seniors. Matt had his senior night last year and then chose to use his COVID year. So <laughs> recognize them. And then senior night uh, was Dalen and Dalton Connect. Mm-hmm. So Dalton could come back, but still he's graduating. He is a senior. This is his fourth year of college. He's, he's on pace to graduate this spring. So it's like, well, how do you, how do you, you know, some people have people, you know, recognize two, three, four years in a row. That's fine. But even going to, like, Matt, talking to him, talking to his parents, he didn't want to be recognized again. He's already done that. So um, okay. the, the night itself, you half the battle is just explaining to people, what are you doing? Who are the seniors? Why, 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 <laughs> right. So anyways, um, but what we do know for 1,000% certainty is that Matt and Dalen, they're done. Okay. And we know that. You know, Riley could come back. Dalton could come back. Who knows? But Matt and Dalen, there's no more eligibility. So at least, you know, before the game, and, I, you know, I brought those guys aside. You know, Matt, I've been here seven years. Matt's been here six years. And so the only year he wasn't here was the year I recruited him. So I've been connected to Matt my entire time that I've been in Greeley. And then Dalen, I, you know, I, I recruited Dalen when, before CU. I've known Dalen for seven or eight years. So um, those two guys have done such a good job as being a big part of this. You know, all the way back to when Coach Linder got here and, and Matt mm-hmm. being part of that foundation when we weren't very good. Right. Uh, so – Going to really miss him, first of all, uh, not just because they're really good players. I was reading an article today on Dalen. I, I didn't realize him. Mean, he's like number two in UNC history in scoring and number one in scoring average, and he's only been here three years. And right. So um, he's had some amazing stats, but that's cool, but you know, more so that they're such good kids. They're the type of kids that I want to be around. And so that, that's what I'm going you know, to miss about them. And before the game, you know, our last little motivational speech, which – you know, whatever. I said, hey, I, I'm out of speech. It's Matt and Dale and you guys take it. I, I, I just kind of had them talk real quickly, you know, what this last game meant to them. And they did a good job. Of, you know, Dale was pretty quiet and said just something really quick. And Matt was a little bit more, you know, <laughs> elaborate. And that's kind of their personalities. But um, I thought it was really good. And, um, and so now, you know, um, we're going to try to stretch the season out for them, for everybody as long as we can. 
But you talked to them about about just that, their life off the basketball court, didn't you? I mean, oh yeah. I, I mean that's that's that in in the end that's what this is all about. Yeah, you know, and I th- you know go back to like when Matt was a freshman, and I mean just some some times that we had. Um, and, and I think about Dalen. You know, I was I was I was at uh, Island Grove with my family and Dalen's family. Last Monday, as my daughter was playing his little sister in a volleyball <laughs> championship. Wow. And so yeah, his little sister is a – she's a freshman. She's really good at volleyball. My daughter's an eighth grader. Uh-huh. And their two teams met at this massive tournament. They oh, that's cool. Two really good teams. And so we're sitting there and, you know, scouting each other out and, yeah. and just hanging out. So, I mean, it's, it's so much more than just X's and O's, you know, with those guys. And, and um, obviously when they move on, too – trying to help them with their future. You know, sure. they'll both be professional basketball players. But then when the ball stops bouncing, you know, making sure that they, they're they set up for life in, in whatever way we can help them out um, in, in the uh, professional world too. But you, you mentioned this, I think, last night, that uh, they passed up a lot of opportunity uh, oh, yeah. to stay here. I mean, a lot – I didn't realize that. I oh, mean, yeah. Dalen Koontz could have made – Maybe a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand nil. Is that is that true? Well, you know, he was one of the uh, preseason rankings. Um, he was ranked the twenty seventh best player in the country, which I don't think he's played to that, and that's extremely high. But the twenty eighth best player in the country was a guy at Kansas State that transferred to Miami. His name is Nigel Pack, and his nil deal was eight hundred thousand dollars. Wow! Again, I'm not saying Dan would make that much, but that that, that is sure. a fact that that kid made eight hundred thousand dollars. That's incredible um, on the transfer market. So you you never know, but kids that that you know he was the tenth leading scorer in the country last year, and he had the second highest Big Sky single yeah. season scoring record ever, more than Damian Lillard's best year. Wow! So I do think he probably could have made a little bit of money. <laughs> right, um, exactly. But no, he just he, yeah. he really had no interest in doing that. He wanted to explore the you know the NBA stuff, and and, and we did the pre pre draft stuff, and he got the evaluation and. And, you know, the word was come back and get bigger, stronger, have another good year. And, and But with that in mind, he could have transferred, but he didn't do it. Well, great win last night. Great experience for the fans, for your program. Congratulations. Yeah. Your team, it may not show it on the, the win-loss column, but you've been in these games. You, you've played extremely well, at least the, from the last time that I've seen you. It looks like you've improved a great deal, and you feel pretty good about your team going into this Big Sky Conference tournament. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, if you just look at, you know, your, your record, it could be fool's gold a little bit. Um, you know, we've lost five games in the league alone at the buzzer or in overtime. We've lost, you know, at the buzzer to Air Force. Uh, you could go on and on and on. Uh, now, if you win all those games, you got a great record. You're not going to win them all when they come down to the final play, and that's where – you know, we're not quite good enough to just dominate teams. Mm-hmm. So t- it's going to be close games. But at the same point in time, I do feel like, you know, we've proven that we can really compete with some of the best teams in the league. It's got to be playing our best, you know, um, really on Saturday night at 8, 8, 8 p.m. And 8 then stretch it on from there, yeah. Yep. Saturday, 8 o'clock against Portland State in Boise. What did you do today with the team? Nothing. Nothing. Zero. Off. Didn't even see him. Nope. Nope, no. We uh, so I mean, you go back to uh, last week. We played Saturday and Monday, so mm-hmm. I think our last day off might have been like last Tuesday, uh, last Tuesday or last Wednesday. So you go, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah. Day off today. Tomorrow we'll get back at it. Um, we'll practice tomorrow. We'll practice Thursday. We'll fly out Friday. We're gonna fly out Friday because we don't play till Saturday night. So we'll keep a consistent travel schedule with what we've been doing all year. But. Uh, Practice Thursday, Friday, or uh, practice Wednesday, Thursday. Practice in Boise on Friday, 
Uh, it's a thir- this will be the third time we've played them. We know what they are. And so really right now being fresh is as important as anything else. So not a lot of uh, viewing of the video today, or were you all over it today? Oh, I was all over it today. I'm yeah, sure yeah, no, you it's, were. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 there's not a lot of sleep this time of year. So sure. uh, they were students, as always, and, <laughs> and, and getting their bodies right and things like that. But, no, as a staff, I mean, trying to get some things organized and right. make sure we're dialed in on the, on the details and the travel and things like that. But uh, we're already working on, on, on their most recent film. They played late, late last night and lost at the buzzer to uh, Sacramento State. And, um, and so, yeah, we're just going to get ready to go and, and, and go attack those guys. I guess what I'm curious about, you watched, you watched last night's game today, or did you watch it last night? Uh, Our as, game. As a, yeah, your game. Yep. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I always worry about us first. I think that's a lot more important. So mm-hmm. kind of my, my own breakdown of the game, I'll watch our game and do my own cuts for whatever I want our guys to see. Like tomorrow we'll watch about 30 or 40 clips that I thought, thought were important. And then I go back through it. We all have different roles that I put our staff in, including myself. My job is to, to rate every one of our shots. It's called our shot quality. So I go through it, just our offense-only clips and rate our shots. And every player gets a, gets a, gets a rating, gets a grade, and, and we do as a team as well. Another assistant does rebounding offense, rebounding defense, scout mistakes, winning plays. And we lump all this stuff together, and we give it to the smartest guy on staff, Dorian Green. And we have a formula that spits out something that I, I just love. And so That's awesome. when we break it down for the guys tomorrow, they'll have our, 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 our winning-losing handout. And it really shows the story why we won or why we lost in about five or six areas that we think are really important. So did that and, and, then, uh, and then kind of move on from there. So there's preparation for a game, but there's also preparation for a practice the first time you oh, yeah. see these guys tomorrow. Yep. I mean, that is huge. I'm fascinated by that. It doesn't matter what sport we're talking about. But you you, you want to be prepared for every minute that, that, yeah. that you go into with these guys tomorrow, right? Yeah, I, I was working on practice tomorrow all day today, and I'm still not yeah. even we're close, close to done. But sure. we're on practice 109, official practice 109 <laughs> tomorrow. That doesn't include the summer and fall. So I mean, we've practiced easily 150 times this year. And so – but – you know, as a coach, my job is to keep an edge. And we don't just go through his ramp stuff. Everything has a purpose. And then this time of year, too, you know, when everyone's tired, mm-hmm. you're trying to cut any fat out of it that you can. You know, what is important, take the rest of it out of it so that our guys can stay fresh. I don't, I don't want them on their legs for two and a half hours tomorrow. You know, 60 minutes, 80 minutes, uh, and kind of build from there. That's awesome. All right, we're going to talk more March Madness. It is tournament time with head coach Steve Smiley, the head coach of the UNC Bears, and they're getting ready for the Big Sky Conference Tournament coming up this weekend on Saturday. We are at the GOAT. I'm Blake Olson in for Jerry Schemmel, and we'll come back and we'll talk some fun stuff as college hoops tipping off with all the craziness this month. Starting this week, stay with us from the GOAT on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back to East Greeley and the GOAT. Come on out to the GOAT. We've been here all season long for football and basketball. Jerry Schimmel is out tonight. And I am in here. I'm Blake Olson, along with head coach Steve Smiley, the head coach of the men's basketball program at Northern Colorado and the Bears. 11-19 and 19 overall and a big win over Idaho State last night. And it is officially that time of year, yep. one of the greatest months, and I'm sure your, your, your favorite month of, of the year, no question about that. But, th- man, how much 
How much joy do you get when you see these guys getting on a bus and on a plane and then you go to the hotel? And this is what it's all about. You get on a roll and you never know what can happen. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I think back to, you know, the last few years. I think back to, you know, last year um, when we made it all the way to the championship. And, and, you know, so you're 40 minutes away from March Madness and you're right there and and just didn't quite quite get it done but had a great run. But I also think back like the COVID year, um, when Coach Linder was here, and we were the two seed, and we were really good. We thought we were going to win it, and we had it, we had our practice. Went back to the hotel, had our pregame meal, and then Darren Dunn walked in, and he looked at Coach Linder. He just shook his head no, and that's that's the the day after Rudy Gobert tested positive and all that kind of stuff. And, and so our first game of the tournament, we were get, literally getting ready to go, and they shut the whole thing down. So you know, just it, it, wow. it's so much fun and. You see teams, you know, get upset all the time. I really don't think the seeding matters that much. Um, obviously, being a one or two seed gives you the best opportunity, um, you know, in terms of buys and things like that. But it, just in terms of, like, 40-minute game, our league is – there's so much parity and there's so many good teams and good players that it really is about who's playing well. So I know our guys are really excited. That's what I was going to ask. Uh, the mood, the confidence, uh, you don't want to be overconfident. But then again yep. – you got. You have to know that you can beat every one of these teams. Yeah, and I. I don't think we're overconfident by any means, but mm-hmm. I am very grateful that we won last night because I just think the people have short-term memory, including your players. And sure, you could you could lose twenty games in a row and win one, win that next game, and you think you're the best team in the world. And so mm-hmm. I think that there is there is something to be said for you know winning your last game going into the tournament. We'll see. But I think that it really helps out for your guys. I mean, it was such a positive night last night. Everyone played well and senior night and all that kind of stuff that the vibe is going to be really good going into the tournament. As opposed to, you know, we had another year uh, where we played the last game here against Northern Arizona. And if we would have won, we would have won the championship. And facilities had the ladders out to cut down the nets, and we just laid an egg and we got beat. And so not not only did we not win it, we went to the 2C, which was still a great season. But our guys were so demoralized, we, we couldn't resuscitate them. We played the seventh seed four days later, and we got beat by 30. So wow. the mind's a very, very fragile thing. And so uh, for us, winning that last game, I, I think it's going to be a good thing. So momentum is a real deal. The mo is, is not just cliche. I, I think it certainly can be because I've, I've seen teams <laughs> that, you know, uh, one game can flip their season. I've seen teams that one loss in a good season can really hurt their season too, so. Listen, uh, March, when, when I think of the tournament, um, I'm trying to figure out something here in the restaurant. I don't know what, why we're getting a little re, uh, reverb there, but uh, we'll continue here. Um, I love this time of year because college basketball is not only about the players for me, but the coaches as well. I, I think of, you know, greats, and I just, I just jotted down a few, but the looks of coaches. For me, it was Bobby Knight in a sweater. Uh, sure. Louis Carnes okay. yeah, yeah. and his sweater, sweater uh, yeah. and 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 St. John's and Jerry Tarkanian and his towel. Towel. Yeah, what yeah. comes to mind oh, yeah. when you think about uh, great college basketball coaches and kind of the personality and looks that they brought? Well, you know, my, I, I'm biased, but you know, my guy, Coach Meyer, you know, who was the UNC alum and all that, but yeah. you know, I think he's the best coach of college basketball history, and hmm. he's passed on now, but. 
you know, sometimes he was a flannel shirt. <laughs> That's right. I mean, now if you really wanted, you know, he'd put a tie on that flannel mm-hmm. shirt now, you know, so that was kind of his deal. But That's right. Th- there's just been different eras, you know, eras yeah. where we're all wearing suits and this and that. Now we're all into, you know, uh, quarters at pullovers, and, and there's still sure. a few guys wearing suits, and, you know, to each his own, as Coach Reed would say. But, um, you know, what, what comes to mind, you, you had some good ones. John Thompson with the John towel Thompson as well. John Thompson was I mean, good, yeah. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. definitely a lot of lots of, a lot of legendary guys, but you pulled out some pretty good ones right there. Yeah, Blake. I mean, it's it's hard to forget those guys. I had to think a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm thinking of guys that wore cowboy boots with their suits. Yeah. Or, uh, and now I can't uh, – his, his name slips me right now, but UTEP coach, I believe, he wore the uh, – Wore the boots and Haskins, the, Haskins, Don Haskins, Haskins, yeah, Haskins. Haskins. great. Yep. absolutely. Yep. So you know, I I think that this is one of those things that hopefully we'll never lose in sports. Sure, is the, is the color and excitement of not only the players right. and the programs, but the coaches and the personalities. Right, right. No, so, it makes sense. Makes sense. Well, listen, Coach. Uh, c- congratulations. Good luck. Eight o'clock Saturday, Portland State. Um, the key to victory is. Uh, I would say playing to win, not you know, play to win. Don't play not to lose. I know that sounds really simple, but like the teams that go out there swinging, punching, fighting, you know, on the attack, those teams win. You play nervous. You play on your heels. I don't want to make a mistake because the season could be over. Those teams don't win. So I think having you know veteran guys and confident guys will be good for us. But the biggest thing is just mentality. It, you know, you play Portland State. They're going to run around. They're going to trap. They're going to play 40 minutes up and down. So it's not going to be about plays and you know strategy that way. You have to beat them one on one. They're going to switch every every ball screen. Um, but we've had success this year going against them. So that doesn't mean we'll do it again. But we know kind of what the formula is. We just got to go out there and get it done. Excellent, coach. Thank you very much. All right, much. hey, great seeing it. you again. Yeah. And what oh, what a great job with this team. And uh, good luck the rest of the way. Yeah. And hopefully uh, you'll come back as a champion uh, next week. There we go. Appreciate right. it. Sounds okay. good. Coach Thank Steve you, Smiley from Northern Colorado, you're welcome very much. Come on out to the GOAT every Tuesday night for the UNC Coaches Show right here on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. We'll come back with Coach Matteo uh, after this and talk women's basketball uh, after these messages right here on Historic KFKA. All right, welcome back to the GOAT in East Greeley, right here on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Blake Olson with you in for Jerry Schimmel and Kristen Matteo, the UNC head women's basketball coach, joins us right now. And we get ready for March Madness in the Big Sky Conference Tournament in Boise, not only for the men, but also for the women. So before we get to that, let's talk about your victory of uh, last night uh, against Idaho State, 53-46 and 12-17 and overall. Now, a lot of people may look at that record and say, wait a minute, 12-17. and But you had, remember, if you just tuned in, again, you had 10 freshmen on this roster. Yeah, we have technically nine freshmen. Nine, nine freshmen on the roster. Uh, their girls battled hard uh, last mm-hmm. night. So we were, we were actually two hours away from Boise, where we're going to be here on Thursday, <laughs> um, but had to get up early this morning and take a flight back to Greeley. Um, it, it was a great game. We, you know, we started off their best player and one of the best players in our, in our conference, Callie Bourne. Um, she picked up three fouls in the first five minutes. Um, so that was 
to our advantage um, early to, to get her out of the game. And, and we built a lead the first half, and then I think we got it to 17 in the second half, and, and then they came storming back. I think it was actually a one-point game by the end of it. And, uh, you know, several of our players, it was really a collective effort. Sydney Stensgard, you know, hit a couple of big threes for us late. Um, Gabby Fields, who's a freshman as well, um, hit a big three for us, and, and we made some free throws uh, late in the game, but it was a it was a physical, like a defensive battle game. Uh, two teams not scoring a lot of points, um, but we got the final stops and, and obviously made a few buckets at the end to to walk away with the victory. So, what were you telling them at halftime in this game? Obviously, there's a lot of emotion in this for you guys. Obviously, going into this and getting prepared for the tournament. What did you say at halftime? Well, all of these games, the last two games that we've played in, you know, we're going against teams that are honoring their seniors, and we have exactly. no seniors. So, <laughs> last night, and the same thing with Saturday when we played. But uh, Monday night, you know, they did the whole senior ceremony and they're honoring their three or four seniors, and, you know, and we have none. So all of our young ones are sitting over there watching it. But uh, at the half, the halftime was stay aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, we have momentum and, and we did a g- great job of putting it on the floor and getting to the rim. Uh, we thought uh, just the ability to attack off the dribble and then maybe pass it back out for threes what was working for us. And But we had to stay aggressive. Um, and, and, again, they were in some foul trouble, so that was advantage us. And, and again, we had to lock in on a couple of their really good players. But um, I, I thought overall we were able to control the game and, uh, and it just we had the right people step up and make some big baskets late. What were the young ladies talking about after the game? I mean, driving to Boise and staying there, or, or I mean, they were probably euphoric uh, for winning. Well, we played. We yeah. we played. It, it's actually that little snow blizzard last night. We drove two hours after our game to start Salt Lake City mm-hmm. to get ready to fly sure. out this morning. So it was a late night. We got in about midnight, and uh, you know, I, I think that the demeanor right now is just we we want to just keep getting better. So, like you said, we are 12 and 17. The last several games we've had have been really close games for us. And so there's a lot of growth. And, and preparation doesn't really guarantee wins. Uh, it does guarantee growth, though, if you're preparing. And for us, we've just t- tried to stay the course throughout all of conference play and uh, really happy to end on a win. You know, it, momentum. Momentum is kind of a strange thing. Uh, and, and, and we want that momentum going in, even if it was just – you know, a game against Idaho State, who's not, you know, Idaho State won our league last year, won the regular season championship. So they've they've always been, you know, the last several years, the gold standard um, in sure. the Big Sky Conference. So for us to get that win and, and, and on the road, you know, now we have to go back on the road for Boise, I, I, I think should give our players some confidence. We just uh, spoke with uh, Coach Smiley, and we talked about the logistics and the preparation of this week. Sometimes – a lot of times, I'm sure it has to be extremely challenging when you're talking about this many days in between, the nerves, the emotions, uh, the highs and lows, and the anticipation. Got to kind of uh, kind of temper it a little bit as you work uh, to try to win this first game in the tournament, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I think we're in a unique situation. I've never had a team where I didn't have seniors on the team. So just really prepping our young ladies for here's what it looks like. Here's the environment. It's a neutral floor, though. It's neutral. So it, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, maybe Weber. It's, it's, we're playing Weber State the sure. first round. 
So it's not like we're playing in Idaho or Idaho State where they have fans right down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's neutral court, and it's anybody's battle. We have beaten Weber st- State twice already this season. Uh, but they're a tough physical team. And, and, yes, there is a mentality. We talk about built to last. You know, our, our, our goal is that throughout the whole entire season, we, it's this build up to last and outlast other teams as we get going. And uh, that, that will be the mentality that we take in. So uh, has the growth been what you expected from these players, or, or are they, have they overachieved in, in your mind? Well, I don't think there's any substitute for experience. I think you have to go through the experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, the young ones still, late in the game last night against Idaho State, you know, you, you can still see we're sped up sometimes <laughs> in our decision-making. But yeah. I'm really proud of the growth that we've had. And, and like I said, you have to go through it. If you think of anything that you've started in life or I've started, I mean, you just don't know what you don't know, and that is honestly the truth. But as you go through it, um, you know, you have a clearer vision for how to do things, how to show up, how to maintain composure. You know, some of the younger ones maybe picked up early fouls, Throughout early the, mm-hmm. the first half of conference by now they're more disciplined in what they're doing and understand defensive coverage is better and, and what we're doing on the offensive end. So it takes those moments, and sometimes there's learning opportunities through those mo- moments, um, yeah. and, and sometimes that resulted in losses. But like last night, we got the win, and, and, and that's the great piece about it. A lot of times on the road you hear conversations, I'm sure, with, with college players, and it's, pro- it's probably interesting you know, from your perspective, what do they what do they talk about from compared, uh, say, from the beginning of the season till right now? Have they changed a lot in that re- regard? I, you mean our players? Just yeah, talking your players. About? Yeah, and the maturity and handling everything. <laughs> or, <laughs> I hope or is so. that too low I, of a question? I, if you ask my older ones, and there's only a few. You know, they'll say the younger ones just have way more energy, and sometimes they get going too much. Yeah. Um, and, and the younger ones probably think the older ones are, you know, a little <laughs> stuck in their ways. But I, I, I think, you know, going back to all of our, our team, when you have it, like the Big Sky Conference, you're mm-hmm. traveling the whole left side of the United States. Sure. And a lot of our players have not, you know, been to all these gyms and arenas. So there's an experience that's pretty cool. You know, that, that's the college experience that you get being a student athlete, that you get to go travel and see these parts of the country and these arenas. And, we, yeah. you know, we were at Northern Arizona, and we play in basically their indoor football arena, which sure. is huge. And then we go to Idaho State, <laughs> you know, and, and that's, yeah. you know, more, I, I don't want to say a high school gym, but it is much smaller than Northern Arizona. So every environment is different. Then we're going to go to Boise. And just the bounce of the ball on the court is probably going to get some of our players, you know, excited and aroused up a little bit too much. So um, you have to go through these experiences, and and, and they know that they've grown. And the cool thing is we have a lot of players that that they – even our freshmen have just studied so much film on themselves, and they're in our offices all the time. 20 30 minute little sessions with our freshmen and they'll just come in and they the game will end like last night the game ended and we already had three players walk up and say hey can we watch film the next right? day and yeah. th- they are eager to learn and i think they just they know that there's more and 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 they're they're trying to at least better themselves in sure. these moments and 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 that's that's good that's good for the that future. is that's encouraging that they, they want to cherish this opportunity, obviously, some some may take it for granted. I would imagine the majority of them don't, 
But uh, it's, that's a great sign, isn't it? And when you're in the fire, the heat of the <laughs> moment, you want to do well. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, we have players that want to do things with excellence, and they, they want to see just, you know, a simple coming off of a ball screen is a lot for a freshman to read the defensive coverages and how they're guarding, you know, right. them, their teammates, and what's going on around. So there's a lot of things to learn. Uh, within the game, and, and that's something that we've taken big steps in. Oh, that's awesome. Kristen Matteo, the head coach of the women's basketball program right here in Greeley at the University of Northern Colorado. I'm Blake Olson in for Jerry Schimmel. We're at the GOAT once again in East Greeley. Come on out here. Plenty of screens, monitors, college basketball, NBA, whatever you want to see, and discuss UNC basketball and athletics all season long right here at the GOAT. And it is the greatest. So come on out here. Great food, great fun, and we'll see you out here. We're going to come back with more from Coach Matteo right here on 1031 and 1310 KFKA. Stay with us on the UNC Coaches Show. All right, welcome back to East Greeley and the GOAT. It's the UNC Coaches Show every week right here on Tuesdays at the GOAT restaurant. Uh, Great food, all the games, and uh, family food and fun right here in East Greeley. I'm Blake Olson in for Jerry Schemmel, and Coach Kristen Matteo is here, the head coach from the UNC women's basketball program, as they get ready for their big game coming up at noon on Saturday against Weber State in the Big Sky Conference Tournament. Make sure you follow them. This team is incredible considering nine freshmen um, and everything that uh, you've had to go through this season. You've still won 12 games, which is really incredible. If I do say so myself, I'm sure you're not going to say that, but uh, your staff done an excellent job, obviously, with these guys. Weber State, what do you know about them? Well, we've played them twice. We have beaten them twice. Uh, we Really, they were our first conference game of the season here at home in Greeley, and uh, we shot the ball really, really well. Um, it, and it was almost a blowout game, to, to be honest. Um, and, and then we went down to their place. <laughs> we went down to their place, and uh, we had a 17-point lead. They cut it to eight in the second half, and, and then it just became a, a ball game at the very end of the game. But they're a tough physical team. Um, that, you know, it might not be the first shot. It's, it might be the second shot if they get an mm-hmm. offensive rebound, where they're going to get their points from. Um, they have a, a, a couple of players, Darian Hickok, um, who is one of our better players in our league, and, and just physical. That they, they Their identity is through the paint, and, and they're athletic, and, and they can play off the rim and get up and down the floor pretty well, and they're a very defensive-minded team. So a lot of strengths from their side that we'll just have to take care of the basketball and, um, you know, limit their paint touches because they just they have the ability to drive and, and, and carve out space in tight quarters, sure. which is normally in our paint. So there's a physicality to the game that we're going to have to be prepared for. So what do you what do you do in that situation uh, as you prepare for a tournament like this in a physical game? Do you bring out the the dummies or what do you do? <laughs> At this time of the year, no. I, I think it's more of a mental preparation um, and, and understanding, uh, you know, assignments within the game. Shot goes up, physically find a body, box out, create space, go get the rebound, pursue that ball. So it's nothing that we have to do right now at this time of the season outside outside of just 
do your job, mm-hmm. and it, and everybody's job is to rebound on the floor. That's one of the most unselfish things you know you can do. I've never taken a player out because they rebounded the ball too much. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> no, <laughs> that'll never happen. So, um, you know, Delaney Byrne is, has been critical for us in the paint. She's a six-three, actually a four player that we slide to the five spot sometimes. And, and she's averaged the last several games, you know, a double-double. And actually, the Northern Arizona, two games ago, she had nine rebounds. If I would have been paying a little bit better attention, I would have kept her in there. So she could have gotten that 10th rebound and actually had a, a double-double. But uh, we're going to need some of our post players to really step up and, and, and be solid in that area. Do you talk about the history of uh, not only UNC but college basketball with these young uh, women? Uh, I'm sure they already know it, but do you try to maybe educate them a little bit on all the great things that have happened in March Madness, or do they already know? I mean, I think with social media, they they know a lot more probably Mm -hmm. than what I did when I was younger. Um, you know, we, we try, we don't want to make it bigger than what the moment really is, Uh, but we do know for a lot of teams, it's the final stopping point. So we just really encourage our girls to be who they are and and be us and, and, and do what we've done all year long. And, and yes, you have to have players that step up and make big plays in these moments. Um, as we said, there's seniors on the other team and we, the tough pieces ending somebody's career and, and sending them home, so to speak. So there's a little bit of a mentality and, and behind that and how you show up. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will be, will be new for me. You know, you can ask me after the season how we <laughs> responded in Boise. Yeah. But we have great leadership in Hannah Semental, who is one of our leading scorers, Delaney Byrne, who I just talked about, yeah. you know, uh, Sydney Stensgard too. So they're, they're all three young ladies that really help lead and guide our team and, and keep us focused in these moments. How about you growing up? Uh, what did the March Madness in the women's bracket mean and in the men's bracket? I'm sure you watched all of it growing up. Well, I grew up in Tennessee, so yep. I was a Tennessee Lady Ball fan. Yeah. Uh, Pat Summit um, and, and Vanderbilt was actually uh, – the Commodores were actually a little bit closer. Sure. Um, and, and I went to some of their games. But um, So I grew up being a huge Lady Ball fan and, and watching. And then as I got older, the UConn and, <laughs> and Tennessee battles began. And, and, and now it's just cool to see, you know, even watching the Pac-12 right now, Utah – you know, that coach has been there for seven years, and they just won the Pac-12. Um, yeah. Or I think they're co-champions with Stanford. But Stanford has kind of been the gold standard in the Pac-12. So yeah. I, I think I have a lot of players that study basketball. They watch it. They understand, you know, a chance to get into the NCAA tournament would, would be their dream. And, yeah. and, and, you know, somebody like a Hannah Simmental right now who's a junior who says, I want to win. I want to win now. <laughs> I want to win today. Um, I want to win a Big Sky Conference championship. And, and, and so I, I know that's in her blood, and I know that's, it's, it's her passion and what she wants to do throughout her college career. Sure. A lot of players just play, but you, you got to have some that really want to win and, and, and really fight for something special during their career. Well, she's been everything that has been advertised. Is that correct? Yeah, I, and you look at her. She, she's not super big. She's not super athletic. Um, it's her heart. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's everything that she has in her head and her heart that allows her to have success. And uh, she shoots it extremely well. And, and we know she has everybody's best defender on her every single night. But we would expect somebody like her. She went into Boise last year and had, you know, a great we, – we played three games in Boise last season. And she, she played phenomenal for us. Um, Terry Gaber is a super fan out here, UNC super fan. And we were talking about this earlier. This is uh, the time of year. Nothing is unheard of because 
everyone. doesn't matter who you are. You have to go on a win streak. Yeah, the old cliche, you know, it's a clean slate. Yeah. Everybody's record is zero to zero, and I hate to say it that way, but it's true, <laughs> and it doesn't matter. For us being a one-bid league, you know, that's what makes it even more interesting because you just have to be really good at, mm-hmm. in this one weekend in March where really sure. nothing else really matters what what was happening outside of the Colorado State win. That mattered. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the, that Colorado just a State. little bit, right? <laughs> but, you know, it, it, you have to. You have to play really, really well in a one-bid league that final weekend in March to get into the NCAA tournament. So our players get that, um, especially our veteran players, but everybody gets it across the country um, of understanding, you know, how critical the conference tournament is. And some are already starting, Pac-12. I think their championship is on maybe Sunday when we're actually starting. Uh, Big 12 is starting. So there's conferences already starting their conference tournament play. Do you have to uh, pinch yourself sometimes as a head coach that you're that close to to achieving maybe what you want and then trying to improve from year in, year, in, year out? You're a Division One uh, women's basketball coach. I would imagine sometimes you have to look around and say, hey, wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I don't think I have to pinch myself. I think you look at the support system you've had around you and, and, and mentors and coaches and then obviously great players over the years that – you know, allow you to have success. And, and for us, we're really building here right now uh, with some of the young ones, but with some great returners as well. And that they have this vision of they want to win. They want to have success. And uh, and for me, so do I. So do I. It, it's having a few of the losses is, is tough. I, I don't, you know, sleep well with losses. <laughs> but when you can see this future and what's in front of you. And I just used the example of the Utah women's coach who's been there in the Pac-12 for seven years and just won, you know, her first uh, Pac-12 championship. It, you you got to stay the course and you have to want to build and, and you have to grind it out a little bit too and, and work hard in recruiting. And, uh, and, and then it's great if you have players that stay in that program. So when they're there for two and three and four years now, you know, as the men's team just honored a couple seniors too, uh, that's, that's how you win championships with, with the players that, have, that invest. What do you tell uh, recruits, potential bearers, when they look at your roster and they say, well, wait a minute, you have nine uh, freshmen. Is that, is that uh, good or bad in, in the recruiting? Well, the, the good piece is our youth are going to play right now. So these next several uh, recruiting classes, the youth are going to play, and, and we expect them to step up and, and be ready sooner than later. So because we have freshmen today, uh, we also have sophomores that are playing for us right now. Great point. Two, we have two sophomores that are, are getting a lot of time. So everybody plays. We, we play ten people, nine to ten people, so we have a little bit bigger rotation uh, than maybe some coaches that maybe stick with six or seven. But we like depth, and, and we're building that depth right now too. Now, if I remember correctly, the dogs, you have dogs at home. Is that correct? No, actually, I have zero dogs. No, why do? Why did, was I thinking pets? You had something. You had pets or cats? Okay, yeah, I'm losing my mind. I, I, you are. I, apo- I apologize, Coach Patillo. That's why they call it March Madness. I apologize. Uh, I just have very- some dogs on my team. But yeah, not, there you but go. Maybe that. Home. Maybe they, maybe that's what you were talking about. And that's a good thing, Coach. Thank you very thank much. You. Good luck me. to you coming up uh, Saturday at noon versus Weaver State, Kristen Mateo, the head coach of the University of Northern Colorado Women's Program. Jerry Schimmel uh, will be back next week. Actually, I think this is uh, the final show here at The GOAT. Thanks to everyone at The GOAT, and thank you for listening tonight and being here. 
in East Greeley for the UNC Coaches Show. Have a great weekend and good luck, Coach. Thanks, Blake.